Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Singap. Yeah, you just woke up. <coughs> Good afternoon. Good afternoon. <laughs> okay, uh, so what shall the front page be? Reddit. I don't know, we don't even talk about Reddit Malaysia. <laughs> Uh, how's everyone doing? Well, there hasn't been as many posts lately. I think they post every day. Just well, I don't visit it every day, so I don't really know. Oh, okay. Yeah. I am tired today. Why? Um, too many days in a row where I have weird schedules and stuff like that. Just very irregular sleep patterns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about you? Well, you just woke up from another a nap, week. which is nice. Just <laughs> <laughs> another week, man. Yeah, today I, I woke yes. up late. Like, I went to bed about 4 and then uh, woke up about Hold on. 10 and then I went back to bed and woke up at 1, I think. Yeah. That's good, sleeping in. You know, yesterday uh, when I woke up, it was the first time in a while where I checked my phone to see what day it was and I was happy it was a Friday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 like this is what I used to look forward to when I was working. So yeah. Oh yeah, I started work on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. So I've been working Oh you did. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah. I've been working for the past three days. So that's pretty oh. cool. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm Yeah. How's do you your... guys just do like Sorry? Oh, do you guys just do video chats for work then? Uh, it's been voice chats, no video at the moment. Oh, okay. Yeah, not necessary, I guess. <laughs> mm hmm Yeah. So, been... Been working from home. Um, we use Microsoft Teams. It's a new experience for me. Never used it before. And... Those be like mm -hmm. Slack. It is. It's... It's okay, I don't know, I like... Uh, I'm I'm only on like somehow I don't know like my account is limited so I can't really add um custom apps to it, which is kind of mm -hmm. like sucky. But yeah, whatever. It works as a communication client. So during working hours, we use Teams, and uh, after work, I guess it's uh, WhatsApp. But yeah, and then other stuff, email. Mhm. Mm mhm. Did you create any content that's publicly available already? No, no, not yet. I do have my first assignment, which, uh, yeah, I, I started work on yesterday, but it's not coming out soon yet. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. cool. Where does it get published to? Uh, Ig.network, the, oh. the website, yeah. And shared on Facebook and Twitter, I guess, yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll read it. The first topic? I totally understand it. Uh, the first piece I got assigned was uh, a uh, profile piece of an, I guess, upcoming Cambodian streamer. 
Oh, have you heard of that person before? No, I have not. Yeah, but his content is all in Cambodian, so I hope he can understand my questions. <laughs> you have to interview him, is it? Yeah, yeah, I have to interview him. Oh. Mm, yeah. Nice. I mean, got a Duolingo that Cambodian. <laughs> or hopefully he can use Google Translate or something. I don't. We'll we'll see. We'll see. I haven't started speaking to him yet, but yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, it is. It feels good to be uh, back at work again. Yeah, after mm-hmm. four months. Yeah. How how's your week, Kristen? Uh, it was good. It was good. Are we gonna do why what we learned this week? Yeah, sure. Okay, I didn't prepare anything. Um, <laughs> what popped into my head was uh, I learned how to use this app called Descript. So I was researching um, apps for transcribing podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's Descript, um, and also another one called Sonics.ai that's popular, like popularly used. I tried both. Um, Sonics is really good in terms of the transcription. It gets like almost every word right just from machine. Mm-hmm. So both of them offer white glove service, but you got to pay a lot per minute, and I cannot afford that. Well, then, what is a white glove um, service? The, that means it's a person that they pay who oh, would actually okay. listen to it and like fix it. Yeah, so if you choose <laughs> the machine version, it's a you know a guess. But Sonics is really close to to the mark. Um, but it's very expensive because you have to pay a monthly fee and you have to pay um, $5 per hour of transcription. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then I tried another one called Descript and I was more excited about this one because it even... So you can edit the transcript and then when you cut out a word, like if I say um and I don't like that, then it deletes it from the video and it, crip- it clips it for you. Yeah. So you skip the ums and the weird fillers and whatnot. Oh, wow. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah, so it's like both transcript editing and matching video editing and audio at the same time. Yeah. So it's really powerful. And it has this uh, non-public access function called Overdub, where I can train it to deepfake someone's voice. <laughs> and I can actually edit the text, and it will like fix <coughs> the, the, the audio for me, too. Oh, wow. And put words into someone's mouths. Like, we, so we could have I whole episodes without one of us. Exactly. Well, we don't even have to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Just type out the whole thing. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, but they're limiting access right now. You have episodes with none of us here, right? It's like right, right. Exactly. We can just type out our dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> fake our whole voices. Um, yeah. And if we do deep fake, you know, just we don't even need to be here. What's the point? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so exciting you technology. Can, like, back, you can backlog content, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. we could just record like five episodes in a row and then, you know, mm-hmm. we, we can just push them out once a week as well. <laughs> right. The, so the downside of Descript is that the transcript, the machine one, is quite, it's like 70% accurate instead mm-hmm. of Sonic, which is close to 90. Okay. So I do a lot of manual work. Like, oh my gosh, this is like so off. And it's not even me with my accent, it's my friend with the perfect American accent. I'm like, uh. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> maybe, yeah. I guess maybe we speak with no accents. Like, uh. Actually, I don't even know how no accent sounds like. 
Exactly. <laughs> what is that? Like the perfect Midwestern TV accent? No one has that. Yeah. So well, speak speak like yeah. Google Translate, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, and it's also made me very self-conscious of like even us right now when we are all talking at the same time. The transcript gets messed up, mm. so it has to be quite clear as to when it's our turn to talk. Oh, I see. What what are you doing with these transcripts? Like, what do you want them for? So, um, I feel with the other podcasts, like it's very long form content. In fact, I don't know if anyone's listening to this, but like, <laughs> like so, it's just a way for people who like to read uh-huh. to get the content too. Because, like, I, I think we've talked about this before. I'm not listening to long podcasts right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather read something right now, so I want to have that additional option for um, anyone who's interested. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Mhm. What about you, Singip? How's your week? Same old. I learned how to cook new stuff. What do you learn this week? Oh, what is it? I learned how to cook watan pong. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Was that was that your first uh, time? I yeah. thought you cooked it before. Ah, my first time. Oh. So what what was was it perfect on the first try? Uh Yeah, actually I wouldn't like if I ordered it at a restaurant I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> oh that's good. <laughs> Maybe you can sell it and finally become a chef. Nah, it's actually quite a lot of work. Oh. Is it? I don't know. But usually, watan ho is like one of the fastest dishes they cook in the restaurant. I I mean, I guess they have all the ingredients prepared, but like cooking it. Yeah. Is quick, so like, right? and you do it yourself, it's like uh, uh, so much slower. I'll I'll help you prepare, and then you cook. Yeah. Yeah. And then Kristen can deliver. I'll eat. <laughs> <laughs> So what is in Watan Ho? I feel like it's actually a dish I never order. Is it like noodles and eggs? What else is there? Cantonese fried. Yeah. It's your hometown dish. <laughs> I only like chakwe <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't mind. Make, I don't mind learning how to make chakwe tea next time. Yeah. I, I mean, feel like that would be harder icon. though. Like, like, it's not difficult to fry noodles, but I think it's difficult to fry mm-hmm. rice. Do you have a jet engine at home to like fry it in? No. <laughs> I feel like that's so important is to have that high heat. <laughs> yeah. High heat. Mm. So what what it made you decide to cook watan ho as opposed to other dishes? Well, I mean the fact that I can't go out. So tell myself bring the dice hao to me. <laughs> <laughs> Did you film a video? No, I mean there wasn't really much like there's really nothing much to it. Yeah. How come you only did one day one video or something? One day video. You haven't done any other days. Ah, I got bored. Hey. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fine, get... I was very impressed. Yeah, I was looking forward to the next installment. Oh, maybe I'll do like a do. I did record like a few clips now and then. Yeah, do a weekly so, summary thing, you know. So maybe like a, I'll do like a and then put it on YouTube so I can link it. I do like a yeah. MCO roundup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like, like, contrast to you watch it, it's like all you do is eat and play computer. 
Yeah. But that's like my everyday life, so like there's no reason to like record every day of the same thing. And yeah. I feel like it's like modern art, you know? The fact that you're doing the same thing every single day is in itself an art form. <laughs> Maybe if I it's the kind of it, stuff you see on MoMA. <laughs> if I compile it, then it might be better. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch and the scene whole... every day, it'll be so boring, right? What the heck is Kancha doing that's so different every day? <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a daughter, like you know that that stuff makes for like great content. Like, oh, I want love seeing babies and kids, right? So, I guess. <laughs> but that's not him making it every day different. That's his daughter doing the work. So I don't think his criticism is bad. <laughs> he doesn't know that. <laughs> oh. How about you, George? What have you learned today? Well, this uh, week. This week was uh well I blogged about it um the origin of the pirate accent because I was watching mm, a video yeah, that was a, good a, one. a video game trailer and like the the narrator was you know imitating the pirate accent like ah mm-hmm. this new update and uh, I can't do it but uh then <laughs> I just started thinking to myself like do all pirates sound like that like. <laughs> It can't be true, right? So I googled it, and yeah, it turns out it was because of a very popular film, Treasure Island, where Robert Newman, Newman, Newton, Newman, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like put on that accent, and that movie was real popular, and everyone followed suit. So like, all we know of like fantasy pirates are because of uh, Hollywood and the media. Uh, they, I guess, they weren't really like that. But yeah, that was something I learned this week, and I thought it was really interesting enough to blog about it. <clears throat> weren't you obsessed with this video game with Guybrush Threepwood? Oh, Monkey Island. It's about insulting yeah. Monkey Island. That's yeah, yeah. I enjoyed me. playing it back in the day. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, like, I guess there are a lot so, of things that mm-hmm. uh, we assume they are the way they are because of what we've seen in the media but in reality mm-hmm. they, they're not yeah yeah there's a pirate museum in Santosas in Singapore oh okay sponsor us pirate museum <laughs> <laughs> where they talked about <laughs> the various pirate stereotypes and how there are a lot of Asian pirates that we don't know about yeah apparently now uh... and female pirates they're like Captain. pirates in, like fr- from Indonesia or something, or in Southeast Asia at mm-hmm. least, like in the mm-hmm. oceans. Yeah, the mm-hmm. but I think majority of them, though, right? not not new, as in, but majority of them have pretty much died out. There's only very few like pirates around these days. Yeah, the Somali <coughs> ones. That's recent. That's not that recent. Oh really? Or maybe the Tom Hanks movie makes it seem like it's very recent. Oh yeah, yeah, the Tom Hanks one. When was that? Huh? Uh, Captain Phillips. Yeah. Twenty thirteen. Yes, that was seven years ago. And oh dang! I think I saw like some Vice. No, Channel News Asia or something did a like a documentary on uh, how these group of negotiators spent like I don't know like one two years or something to free this group of uh sailors who are captured by Somalian pirates. Okay. Yeah, it's quite an interesting watch. Like Yeah. Yeah. 
can it's add. probably like the back and forth between like the the, the like pirates have a negotiator uh-huh. so like they have to build relationships with him and like go back and forth to try and like uh, come to some kind of amicable agreement okay mm. uh, I, I'll include that video in the show notes <clears throat> yeah I want to know what happens but I guess I shouldn't spoil myself yeah well uh-huh. I mean it's a happy ending so. okay <laughs> it's just it's just like the process was interesting yeah yeah oh. there speaking of negotiation one of the master classes is um about this guy who negotiates with terrorists okay and he teaches you the techniques behind that i mean i've read his book before and it's sort of like it's not super easy to summarize it's not like you do a b and c and a terrorist will release your hostages or something like that <laughs> but it's like very subtle techniques about how you have to learn to use their language and it's not like just you know speaking the same language but it's like specific words they use and then like um this i think the story of how uh essentially there is this like um sisters right they both want to have the last lemon or something like that and then like uh, they were arguing about it and in the end they cut the lemon in half and then you just got half a lemon, and you would think, okay, that means they negotiated and got the best deal possible, right? But it turns out one of the sisters wanted to use the lemon peel to make something, and the other one wanted to juice. Uh-huh. So, so actually, both got <laughs> not fifty percent of what they wanted, but it could easily <laughs> have gotten hundred percent. Yeah. So, uh-huh. like, the idea of a good negotiation is you need to be able to resolve that, and you actually can both get what you want if you can get down to what you really, really want. Mm. What if like uh, yeah. uh the the bad guys want like you know one billion dollars? Well, then you start to questions like, what would you do with the one billion dollars? Is okay. it because you want to you know like the, the it's like the, the initial one is never the story of what they really want that kind of thing. Ah, uh, sounds interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you yeah. could give them one billion worth of what they want instead of actual cash. Then exactly, if they're willing to share with you, like you know, it's because like I want my family to be happy or whatever. Then you try to figure out, okay, what else can make your family happy that's worth that much? Kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's one of those master classes that I don't know whether I'll ever sit through, but <laughs> it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's so many like different topics that you find interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. I, I haven't uh, tried logging into the master class yet, but mm-hmm. I've been watching Money Heist and uh, they have negotiations in that series. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. know how realistic it is, but it's quite quite clever. Basically, terrorists. What are some scenarios? Like, uh, you know, the terrorists say, "Oh, we'll release uh, uh, what eight hostages if you send in an ambulance or send in a surgeon to help remove a bullet from one of our wounded people mm-hmm. and stuff like that." So the the police have to decide whether they want to like appear good to the eyes of the public because the public are fans of these uh robbers 
like they have a message and what it's quite quite a long story but yeah stuff like that is quite interesting to see uh mm-hmm. what kind of negotiation tactics they use to gain leverage uh against each other mm-hmm. yeah very cool all right speaking of heist so I finally watched In Bruges, which yeah. is a movie George recommended <laughs> a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. And and okay, so here's the thing: I put off watching it because I was totally judging it by the title. I was like, In Bruges, what does that even mean? Like, that sounds really boring. And like when I watched like the the screenshots of it, I thought, Oh, it looks so rainy and gloomy. Yeah. Like, what depressing film? <laughs> but then you'd explain that as a comedy, and so I'm like, Okay, fine, I'll give. It. And it's only like an hour-ish. Yeah, but it's really, really good. Yeah, like, um, saying it, do you remember watching it? Like, what yeah, the I did watch it, but I, I guess it didn't really sit, stick with me because I don't really remember much about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so without spoiling the plot, it's kind of like a Coen Brothers movie where, um, there's a lot of little events that are seem like they don't matter, but then in the end, you see that it, it loops back to some incident that happens later and you're like oh i see the cause and effect of life it's like very little minute things add up to very significant events so also i like those kind of movies because yeah I think they're really hard to write well like, yeah, yeah incorporate definitely. so much detail stuff like uh mm-hmm. magnolia crash uh mm-hmm. shit i can't remember a whole bunch of there are a lot of movies that are like that which i really enjoy watching yeah yeah but uh, Improved mm-hmm. has humor, so like that makes it so enjoyable. Yes. Yeah. Though it's very, very dark. <laughs> I would say that it's more dark than humor. <laughs> it's a fucking fairy tale. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, I feel like in terms of marketing, they could have used a better name, I think. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if they had used something less obscure. I guess, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I I do highly recommend it. It's a very clever film. Hmm. And uh, yeah, the 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 director and his brother they've done a bunch of movies, and uh, a lot of them are like in similar style, dark comedy, and but very different mm. plots. But yeah, all all <laughs> very enjoyable as well. What yeah. else have they done? Uh, what three billboards outside? Oh, that one. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, like that's that. really good. Yeah, then um mm-hmm. the the guard the I think wait I forgot the title of the film. Uh, yeah, Martin McDonough. Uh, Seven Psychopaths. Oh. Yeah, in Bruges. Then, uh, yeah, the God. That one stars mm-hmm. uh, Don Cheadle. Super funny as well. Yeah, I I recommend that. Yeah, it reminds me of the Big Lebowski. I think that's what. Oh yeah, Big Lebowski is really good too. <laughs> yeah. And because in terms of life, uh, you can see that the main character, similar to Big Lebowski, he starts to pick up on what other people say and repeats it, mm-hmm. which is very similar to real life. I think we tend to repeat what other people say without even realizing we're doing it. Yeah. Yeah, War on Everyone, Calvary is good too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And before the stream started, um, George was mentioning how you he might have to pick up something from his or like bring down something for your sister. Yeah, yeah. In a while. And um, then. Yeah, but then I, I got confused because I thought his sister lived in Austin, but it's his other sister. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. But then but then I was wondering if George wants to talk about what Austin was like in his 10 day journey, because I've never been to Austin okay. and I heard it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, maybe because I was there as a tourist, uh, it was very mm -hmm. nice. Like, I was mostly in Austin. Uh, we spent one day in... Oh, shit, what's that name? Where's the, the place where the... The Alamo? Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, my God. San Antonio, yeah. Uh, we spent a day in San Antonio. We visited the Alamo mm -hmm. there, and uh, that was really mm -hmm. cool. He got to see like the old buildings that were still standing, and uh, we learned about the history of the place. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and oh, it was really cold when I was there. Uh, I I expected like Texas to be hotter. I guess I don't know stereotype. <laughs> You'd think it's a hot place, but uh, like. Mm -hmm. The day I landed there was actually the hottest day of the like my whole trip there and it was well I think it was I don't know 10 degrees or something Celsius and mm -hmm. like it, it it got super cold like all the way until I can't remember what how cold it was when I during the final days but yeah I was basically freezing mm -hmm. because I didn't bring any winter clothing and like I didn't think it would be cold <laughs> so i was uh f like always in my hoodie or jacket yeah mm -hmm. uh as for texas austin uh, it was your first trip uh i had visited them like the previous year uh during like one of my trips to the u.s for work and i had like mm -hmm. two days so uh i took two days off to hang out with my family there yeah so uh this was my second time around and uh i got to see much more of the place uh there's a lot of like different kinds of food there so it's like similar to new mm -hmm. york you can find all, all sorts of food there like compared to uh, other parts of the states that i've been to where uh, the cuisine is much more limited and then uh the nightlife like is real happening uh, my sister took me to some place I don't remember all the names now but like they had lots of live bands uh, many different bars and all it it reminded me of like I guess uh, Bangkok but less uh, seedy <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, just <laughs> loads of drunk people walking around and, like loud music partying and all that was real fun and apparently uh, I think mm -hmm. the the day after I left, uh, there was a shooting in that area. So I guess I missed oh. a, sh a shooting by one night. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But that was a fun place. And then, uh, yeah, I, I brought Snuggles to Austin. So I was playing uh, mm. with her a lot. You know, she got to mm -hmm. run around a lot. And it was very nice for dogs there because uh, 
like everywhere pretty much dogs are allowed unless they specifically say no dogs yeah so it was like quite a different experience seeing like it mm-hmm. wasn't just me with the dog like uh, a lot of other people had dogs there too yeah that was really nice mm-hmm. yeah dog friendly state <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i remember you you wrote a really good piece on um exporting snuggles which uh, is yeah. a very complicated process <laughs> so if you want to know how to export <laughs> or is it called exporting travel with your pet from malaysia to the u.s check out george's blog i guess that's your most famous entry <laughs> <laughs> yeah well if you have money just pay someone to do it don't you don't mm-hmm. have to do it yourself yeah it's it's diy quite a lot of hassle to do so mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. So, yeah. My uh, the other topic I had written on here is how not to be tired. How to continue creative projects even when you feel so tired and drained. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll do so that. So it's kind of meta. Yeah, because like, okay, so for viewers, like clearly George is the one who's driving this whole stream at the moment <laughs> because every week at the end of the week, I'm I'm going. I'm so tired. Okay, but then, okay, now I have a social obligation. I will do this stream. But normally, this is the point where I would give up if I'm doing it alone. <laughs> I'll, just yeah. like, I'll do it later. <laughs> and that would not be one of that. So I feel like, so so far, it seems like social obligation is helping for getting mm-hmm. creative projects to not die. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, I was also um, suggesting we make this shorter because I feel like that's the thing that makes it scary. Like, once I start talking, I feel like, okay, it's fine. But it's like the idea of talking for an hour seems so hard. <laughs> I had to, like, shrink it by half in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> but but once I start, I'm fine. Like, if you have stuff to talk about, then. It's like you hang out with friends and you guys just talk about stuff and then like, you know, before you know it, like two hours has passed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess if you have something to talk about, then I guess it's, not, it's less of a chore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I mean, uh, for for me, like, I find even though I'm, I, I do feel lazy occasionally, but I just force myself to start and once you get into the groove, you know, it it just works out. Like, you feel, like, continuing until you, like, accomplish something. So, like, uh, I don't know. Like, my comic, I haven't done a chapter this week yet, which is uh, because mm-hmm. I started work, so I haven't been able to. But, yeah, uh, I was planning to do it today. Hmm. So yeah. So mm-hmm. after this chat, I'll resume work on my comic. Well, like you mm-hmm. know, I I could be doing other things like watching shows or playing games or what. I just choose to do work, and you know that's how it happens. Like you, I guess you just have mm-hmm. to force yourself to start, and once you start, yeah, well, that that's mm-hmm. how I do it anyway. So, Singap, have you been working on? So I, I know you've been working on a story, and I think the outline's really good. So have you worked on the next stage yet? <laughs> no, I, I haven't started yet. I, I have a lot of good ideas, but I never like 
uh, mm -hmm. flash them out. Well, you should. So, you know, what if you just shared only the ideas? Like, would you feel like you lost out because you didn't share the actual thing instead of the outline? What do you mean? Like, because I think your outline's really good. Like, in a way, you didn't have to write the story because I already imagined in my mind how it would have gone to create that um, plot outline. But I know okay. that you would never share that plot outline because you think it's a draft. Oh, you mean like share the draft with you? Mm -hmm. I mean, I haven't even written anything yet, so nothing to share. But would I share a draft? But you have, because I read it. Sorry? <laughs> but you have written it, because I read the thing. But it wasn't... You mean the one I shared with you online? The, the Google Docs, is it? Right, so yeah, that for was, the that viewer was... listener... Was that, would you consider that a draft? I thought that was more like an outline. Yes. So I feel, so you had originally told me just like a one sentence idea. And I thought, okay, that's oh, really right. good. Okay. And then you've expanded that to essentially every beat of the plot is already written out. And I thought, okay, this is a really solid story. It has like enough twists and turns to make it interesting. But isn't and that then, what you learn in school though? Like you get to outline your... Is outline your essay before you start writing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I feel like that's why I'm trying to question the school model of like, oh, you shouldn't show uh, people what you're doing until it's done. Because I feel like okay, it's okay. already good enough to share with the world. I think, like, for me, I also have lots of these, like, outlines only and, like, no actual written things. And I don't share it because I, I'm scared. Um, this is a very Elizabeth Gilbert theory that, like, I didn't honor the story already have a life of its own and I didn't honor it by giving it to life and then if I share that then it will run away. I actually never thought of it that way. <laughs> I don't I don't even think of it that way. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So, yeah, well, but then it's like it's stuck to you Sorry? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was planning to take this weekend to maybe do a bit of writing. But it's like mm -hmm. 4 p.m. on Saturday and I haven't done anything. <laughs> right, but I feel like are you... Because that's why we're similar. We don't like to share our first drafts like at all. <laughs> and I was wondering like let's just say like you just have to share the, the crappy draft today. Would okay. you share it? What uh... kind of thing? Because I feel yeah, yeah, I would share that's it amongst, like, friends that I want their feedback uh, from. I wouldn't mm -hmm. publish it, but I would, yeah, I guess mm -hmm. I would share it, yeah. All right, uh, can you guys... Are you, are you... Yeah, I have to go down for, like, five minutes, and I'll be back, but you guys can yes, continue. Yes, we can right continue. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, BRB. Yeah. So... I feel like I have these stories too that are like half written or like not finished, but like it's almost like two ends. There is like the idea of like, okay, I wanted to get it to at least like a decent state, like because this is like just not even decent. But there's also like the venue of where where do I put this when it's done? Like because it's you have to put in the work to publish it, and I know there's many steps to do with that. Do you, do you think uh... about? This? Steps as well. 
in terms of like uh, reaching an audience, I think it's not that hard nowadays thanks to the internet. Like the easiest mm-hmm. way, just go publish on your own blog. It's just a matter of mm-hmm. um, are people gonna read it, your blog in the first place, right? And then <clears throat> right. I guess another place would be Reddit. Reddit is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but actually, so, like, uh, <coughs> um, like, mm-hmm. I was watching masterclass the other day, and then Neil Gaiman mm-hmm. was talking about how. Uh, he had the idea for the graveyard book mm-hmm. uh, when he was quite young, and then when he went back to write it, he realized that he didn't have the necessary skills to realize his idea. Right, so mm-hmm. he he put it aside and then revisited it like, much later on. So, yeah, I mean, that's what I feel too. Like. Like all my ideas sound better in my head than it does when it's written. Like uh-huh. it just doesn't come out the right way. So I'm not sure if it's like, do I not have the skills yet to achieve that style that I'm aiming for? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does the course um try try to teach you more styles? Yeah, tell me more about the new gaming course. Again, I want the shortcut. I don't want to listen to the whole thing. Uh, actually, I don't know. I I just leave it running in the background, and I just pick up the pieces of interesting anecdotes that he mentions every now and then. So okay. that that was one of them that came to mind. But like you said, right, mm-hmm. masterclass. I'm not sure. Okay, I haven't seen the rest of masterclass. I only watch new gamers. But you did mention last time that it's less of a how to, right? It's more like a, mm-hmm. the thought process of. The person who's teaching the class, right? Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's the same with uh, New Gamers Masterclass. It's just like more of his process rather than you need to do this, 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 and that, right? Because I guess to be fair, it works differently for everyone. So you can't really have mm-hmm. a one size fits all kind of uh, formula to, to to give you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so that I was, that was my takeaway from mm-hmm. the master classes, master class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I I feel like I'm wondering for me if I'm stalling because I never really show anybody like the work in progress. In fact, you're better than me. At least you're showing me a work in progress now. I don't even show you anything when it comes to my fiction. Uh, yeah, and then there's like this more, yeah, I think I, I totally relate to the whole, like, it comes up not the way I think of it in my head, it's so much better. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So I wonder if there's any way I can, like, maybe I should show you my writing, and now I'm thinking about it, why don't I just show you? This is completely not reciprocal. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can show you can me, I mean, I don't mind taking a look. Mm-hmm. I mean... Like sometimes uh, when George showed me his animal bus story, I was actually quite um, inspired by it because I'm like, like wow, he actually finished mm-hmm. like a whole story, right? And it's like not too bad. Like you could edit it, obviously, but then like it's quite cohesive, like, as like as a whole, mm-hmm. it's, like relatively cohesive. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that was like quite inspiring. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, you can do it, so can I, you know, like, we can all do it. Mm-hmm. 
Alright, sorry guys, I'm back. Oh, oh, we were just saying nice things about you. Uh, I'll, I'll watch the VOD when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait being honest. We are saying how you're very inspiring and then you walked in. <laughs> um, yeah, we were yeah, talking okay. about how... Um, yeah. How... Uh, like actually Singip's doing a better job of showing me his work in progress than I am because I do have some fiction writing I've been sitting on mm -hmm. that kind of died because I got stuck since when I read what I wrote I've been like this is not very good compared to what I envision as a good story <laughs> what the heck happened <laughs> you know, yeah I and I feel like I, I was too like, ambitious too mm -hmm. like if you could see the first drafts of um, mm -hmm. of published authors then at least you, uh, yeah. I feel like that would be like, oh, so that's what like a uh, first draft supposed to look like, right? Like it looks nothing like the final mm -hmm. product. Then you like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not, I'm not alone then. Exactly. Yeah. But right now you're just reading like um, their finished and polished work, right? And then you're like, oh man, I never get that. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you never know how many revisions they had to go through before. Yeah, they, yeah. So like, yeah. it's just like it would be nice to. It'd be just nice to like see what they what their first draft was like. You know? Yeah. But also then you think what if that was their first draft then it's already this good. Oh that is <laughs> quite demoralizing. Right. But I think like, you know, so my, my draft and I'll I'll show you after this is um is the bones of like a novel, right? Mm -hmm. But I think like that's where I was overly ambitious. I've never written even a decent fictional short story before okay. but I went straight for like oh yeah this is gonna be a novel so that's already first <laughs> maybe not the wisest approach um, and then after that um, the, I feel I don't know how people like George R. R. Martin do this where they can have this very rich world with a lot of components going on in their head all at the same time Whereas for me, when I'm trying to write a story, I feel like it's just two people talking in a blank room or something. Like, there's absolutely no, like, the texture to the story. Because yeah. my, my brain can't conjure up every single detail without using too much exposition, you know? Because I hate exposition. I hate it when I read a story and it's like the author just telling you what's happening instead of yeah. <laughs> the characters, like, going through the thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and... And I feel like that's where I struggle is like trying to maintain a rich world in my head where I can also jump back in. Because like once I stop, I'll go through like a period of like, okay, several days I'll write in a row and then drop the project for a year and be like, oh, what was I thinking about again? Like it's just that, that story is lost. Yeah. So it's interesting but, how you say that Neil Gaiman was able to pick back up the graveyard book because I don't think it's easy for me to pick something back up. No, but it could be that... Um came back with like a better vision for it than mm -hmm. the original right mm -hmm. so like it's not bad to take a break and give yourself some objectivity you know mm. unless you mean like the technical parts of it where you forget what you've been writing about and you lose the plot you know yeah um and i've been trying to use the snowflake method to counter all of this um, so, so that's the idea that you almost write, so you know the snowflake has like a complex, increasingly complex structure. Yeah. So the idea is like you start off writing just one sentence that describes your entire plot. So it's very similar to what you did. 
one sentence yeah. and then you break it out into like you know three sentences or three to five sentences with all the twists and turns, and then you would flesh out each of the character and then go back and write in between. So it's like you add instead of like an outline. Or like free writing, it's sort of like a different structure for you to build a story where, theoretically, at any point in time, you have a whole story, instead of like having not thought out all the all the entire plot.、Hmm. So I think inadvertently you did you did that like with, with your outline. But isn't that like what isn't that what outlines are supposed to do? So this approach. There's a little bit more to it where you go back and forth between the characters and the plot, so that you're using each other to flesh them out. So、uh, with the characters, you would build them by asking what is their, what are their core values, and then so that you can have a reasonable, like rationale as to what what they try to do in the story. So so there's like a bit of feedback mechanism involved. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, so I did all that, but I feel like I already forgot ninety percent of what I did. You didn't write it down. I need to dig it out. I did, but it's sort of like even if I wrote it down, the detail doesn't come through after I put it down for a while. You know, like there was a live character, and the character became more flat after I put it down.、Mm-hmm. Well, I guess、uh, that would depend on what kind of story you want to write, like. Like what I do. It's a sci-fi. Yeah, I, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not very good at world building, and、uh, because、mm. it's not something that I've like done a lot of, and so I set a lot of my stories like you know in real life or very close to what the real world is like, and that way、mm-hmm. you don't really have to spend time developing the world because people know what.、Mm. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, if you're writing a sci-fi story, then. World world building is actually quite a big component of it. Like, have you been to the world building subreddit? You see, like no. Yeah, I it's on the screen right now. But basically, uh, it's a subreddit for where writers come together and they pitch their own ideas of their worlds and then they get feedback and so on. But a lot of these people, like they they just come up with worlds and like it's very detailed. You know the. From like the types of people, the races,、uh, what, their professions,、uh, how does、mm-hmm. the logic of magic like how does it work in their world? You know, do they use mana、mm-hmm. or all that kind of stuff? Like、mm-hmm. they 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 flesh it out before they like progress with creating the story or comic or whatever from it. Yeah,、mm-hmm. I think Just, you、uh... gave me a book right on world building. Yes, I did. Yeah, I, it's I'm projecting my lack onto a gift to you. <laughs> yeah, I I I didn't finish it yet, but I I did go through、mm-hmm. the first couple of chapters. Yeah, and、mm-hmm. I don't know it, it's it's an art in itself creating a world, and、mm-hmm. like I guess it's something that、uh, shouldn't be overlooked if you're planning to write、uh, fantasy or sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, and and I was trying to create one that's more.、Um, it's not like distant sci. It's like a near future sort of sci-fi, so it, it cannot be too outrageous, too. Sure, but、um, you still but have、cool. to. I mean, that, know, that, that I, put I in the rules and like how far in the future,、mm-hmm. you know, like do we have teleportation yet, or you know, what sort of stuff like、mm-hmm. is different? Yeah. 
So I guess with mm. when you have uh, a world like that is set and you know exactly how like things will uh, react or how how things will play out when something happens then it, I guess it would make it mm-hmm. easier to write your story. Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah. But go on, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, oh, uh, the, book that you, the book that you gave uh, George, I have that too. I think it, I think it's like a. Oh, oh, it has the potential to be a. Which one? I like how you know which one it is. Yeah, <laughs> I think it has a lot of potential, but I haven't really read to it either. It's a really hard to read book because I think I because, got myself like, the copy. Pages are, like, never really it's read redesign. it. <laughs> it's like it's like not like mm-hmm. a, yeah. It's a but beautiful it, looking book. Yeah, it's a good book. It's yes. a beautiful book. <laughs> I like the idea of having the book as like a. It's a coffee table, table book. book. <laughs> <laughs> it's so dense for some reason. For a book with pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it is a world in itself. So mm. I, they achieved what they're setting out to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I guess the main thing is it boils down to uh, just keep working on it, like. At least some progress mm. is better than no progress. Even if you do, maybe a, I need to show a, to you guys. Like the thing like I got stuck in a page a day mm-hmm. is better than zero pages in a year. You know, no matter how fantastic the idea is, like it's better to mm-hmm. have That's true. something. That's true. Yeah. But I yeah, guess I need to show you guys. Yeah, to share it. Wise words from the animal bus author. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, another thing about uh putting your work online is it ho- you hold yourself accountable to it, you know. Mhm. Which is what like read uh when you inform the world of your intentions uh like yeah. Mhm. You will be more likely to uh follow up, you know. That's why people. I thought there's mixed research on that. Yeah. I read it's also the opposite though. Like if you don't tell anybody what you're doing, you're more likely to do it too. You think so? I think the motivational psychology here is not clear. Like, um, I think it depends. I think it depends. Individual, right? Like if, yeah. Like you don't like, if, you don't like, uh, if you don't like feeling the pressure of being accountable, then mm-hmm. it's probably not the method for you. Yeah. The pressure and I think some people could take help. I mean, you know yourself best, right? So you do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and some people take the like high of telling someone they're gonna do something as a reward in itself, and then they get demotivated after that. <laughs> so I think it only works for some people and not others. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, you don't tell. I think like by the time we see your stuff, it's usually already finished. I think you rarely use this accountability method. I mean, I I tried it for a few things in the past, mm-hmm. but the only mm-hmm. I guess success I've had is uh, with Animal Bus. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's something I tried a lot. You know, I I told people that I'm oh I'm developing a game. Oh, I'm gonna record a new EP. Or I'm gonna uh, write in a story and whatnot. But in mm-hmm. the end, you know, uh, at, at least I've done one thing, which is Animal Bus. 
I said I was gonna do, mm-hmm. and I'm doing it. And like, I think, mm-hmm. I guess it's better than zero. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll give it a try. <laughs> well, first, I'm going to look into good software for organizing my writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Actually, any recommendations? Because I think like that's the other messy part. I have a bunch of notes, but I tried using Scrivener, but I feel like it's makes it even more complicated than it has to be. But I don't know. Like, wh- wh- what do you guys suggest? I don't. I don't think it's tried a few. <laughs> I tried Scrivener too, um, and then, mm-hmm. uh, but the UI was a bit complicated for me. Like, people swear by it, that. Yeah, but you're right. It made, it made it more. It made it feel like my work was more messy. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ulysses was. Uh, so what do you use now? Interesting too. Not just use Google Docs. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, oh, because okay. I, I think I might projects, just use Google Docs too. Because a lot of my projects haven't really taken off yet, right? So uh, maybe if like, it starts getting a bit more complicated, then I'll look into more advanced solutions. But I think for now, I think Google mm-hmm. Docs gets the job done just fine. Yeah. Okay. For me as well, I, I use Google Docs. I, I didn't use any other advanced programs for organizing my texts. I have Google Keep for a lot of notes that I make on my phone, so they're synced mm-hmm. to the cloud. But uh, yeah, majority of my writings on Google Docs or Microsoft Word or whatever. No, nothing fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think it's um the idea of showing someone the totally not done version of something mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. which i think comes from the fact that like my dreams are too big i think some of these creative projects especially um you know my initial idea has that, to though. be like changing the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah and which i'm now, now i've like learned over time that that's not the way to go i should try to make them as small as possible mm-hmm. no you should make a so have you guys don't be afraid of your dreams. The big dreams are not happening. <laughs> yeah, so they're still dreams, but yeah, we just haven't realized them yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I see that the other um, tactic people use is to, instead of writing a novel, like, when you have no, like, it's almost like us saying you've gone from no running to I'm going to run a marathon. Like, yeah. there's no, <laughs> it's not actually good training. So instead, you should write, or like, one should write a, a short story. Which actually is more technically difficult because you have less space to create an emotional moment, right? But have you, and I feel like you guys use writing prompts. At least George does a lot of r slash writing prompts. Do you think that's helped you write faster and more creatively? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think it has helped, but I don't know how. Um, <laughs> probably the fact I that it's just it's just practice now. Yeah, yeah, it's just practice. It's definitely very good practice. Uh, but mm-hmm. like, in terms of advancing my writing technique, I'm not sure. But uh, mm. you you do feel like good when you manage to like successfully write a topic, and uh, like you can tell yourself that oh yeah, I can write this kind of story, you know. 
So it does mm-hmm. like a lot of these prompts are stuff that I guess I would have normally wouldn't have written out on my own, but because I had the instructions mm-hmm. to follow, that uh, I could expand mm-hmm. the kind of writing I did. So it helped in that sense. Yeah. But you submit them to Reddit, though. Yeah, yeah, I do. So like, uh, I mean, like all the feedback that you you get should help improve you like technically oh the uh, main problem is like every time i get around to submitting it the thread is really quite old so mm-hmm. i don't get much feedback uh, yeah you should move faster yeah well i'm not browsing it 24 <laughs> 7 you know yeah <laughs> the, the, the yeah, thing is like I, uh, <laughs> if you want to write for new prompts like you don't know which ones will blow up yeah yeah and then like yeah like there's no guarantee you get feedback regardless yeah mm. a lot of times you just get yeah i think that's the value of writing groups <laughs> yeah that's true like because i've tried a few online platforms where theoretically people will give you feedback but i feel like that's almost never happened because it's just too many people who want to write and zero people who want to give feedback for free <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like that's the the value of a live writing group that I see um, for people who are like really committed to writing, especially sci-fi, right? There's a lot of very famous writers who come from very niche writing groups like Clarion and things like that, um, where they can really improve by being around people of the same or above level. Mm-hmm. But do you, do you, did George or I tell you last time we, we joined like a writing group Oh, this sounds familiar, but I forgot a lot of details. Yeah, we, we only went to one. Well, well, wait. <laughs> I know I went to a few. I guess. Oh, really? I think I went to one session. Yeah. Oh yeah, but anyway, like it was organized by George's friend, and then. Uh, oh. Yeah, just people like uh, so she just came up with like. Like topics, I say topics. Yeah. Topics. Basically, like, he came up with a direction that we had to follow during mm. that particular session, and then uh, everyone just goes around critiquing each other's um, work. Yeah. So I found that quite. Um, How did you find it? I found it quite helpful. Like, it was quite fun, actually. Mm-hmm. But it was a really small group. Uh, like, I don't know, I guess maybe like uh, six or seven of us only. Yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I think that's fine. Like, if there were too many people, like it would take too long to get through everybody's writings. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we should start a writing it. group. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do you can do like an online one. Yeah, we can. Yeah. Just hang out on Discord while writing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like, yeah, which which makes sense, right? I think it's also the time pressure of you know having to sit for an hour to write mm-hmm. and pencils up kind of thing. But what? Yeah, why did the group cease to be, or you stop going? Uh, because that time I was living in Ampang, and then the group was mm-hmm. held in Tamantun, and it was like at night, so like I had to rush from work to get there, and then. After mm. a while, it kind of became a chore. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I have moments like that too where 
Oh, no, I I also have commitments like that where it's sort of like the, the commute drove me crazy and I was like, oh, I don't think I can do this every single week. And then, yeah, yeah. so maybe, maybe now is the time to do an online writing group. <laughs> yeah, I mean, now like we all... But I think I prefer to do one thing not on someone else's prompt. You prefer to what? Oh, um, work on my own projects or writing projects or whatever instead of following a, group, a prompt for the day or something. Yeah, sure. I mean, I mean a prompt just takes you like a couple, an hour. Yes, yeah. like, mm-hmm. it's like a little uh, like a bonus writing mm-hmm. like that deviates mm-hmm. from what you would normally write. So I guess it's good practice too, right? Yeah. I mean, you don't have to do, uh, you don't have to work on a prompt like you can just do something of your own but you just need to allocate uh, like a certain day or certain time of day or X amount of hours a week to focus on writing as Mm. long as you're doing writing you're making some progress like that's the main Mm -hmm. main thing yeah that sounds good yeah, I mean, we we can do that. I I think it's a good idea. Just add. <laughs> I feel like it's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it's always like, oh, adding another. So speaking of like, this is another topic. I feel like the number of projects I have are always always growing. Mm-hmm. It like, never shrinks. <laughs> but the things getting done is not increasing. <laughs> Yeah. So while my gut impulse is always to say yes to doing another thing, I've learned that I should be careful about agreeing to another thing, <laughs> even though I want to. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like, how? I mean, now that George, you have started a job, I mm-hmm. might be starting a new job. I don't know. Fingers crossed. I also feel like I'm trying to figure out how to optimize my time to. If you start, will you be that. starting from here? working online or yeah would you have to work American hours possibly yes I think so <laughs> then your sleep I'll be doing be I'll be pulling a singip yeah well singip's yeah. working Malaysian hours <laughs> learn to nap <laughs> oh to nap <laughs> yeah yeah Yes, but on the other hand, I sort of, like, don't want... Because this is usually what happens, right? Like, there's a lot of great ideas and things you want to do when you have a time. And then the moment there is a, a real job, <laughs> oh, the creativity dies, which is super lame, right? Because yeah. you spend so long. And then, it's sort of like, I know if I reflect upon how I spend my time, I get a lot of value out of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think this goes back to, to like how to not be tired. Because I feel like... George, you're less affected by tiredness somehow. That's not true. <laughs> I I sleep a lot, so if I don't have to wake up early, I sleep in, and I don't know, maybe that keeps me powered. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, maybe if you're bored of doing one thing, like be productive in another thing. Yeah. Like, for me, I have music and writing and art. So, like, mm-hmm. I guess I... I You have a variety of things. I'm not just focusing on one thing. 
maybe that helps with not feeling tired who knows i don't know so you switch between projects uh no i keep all going but like how much time mm-hmm. i dedicate to each one varies yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like right now i've been uh writing songs on my guitar but you know it's mm-hmm. uh not my main focus so i just do it when i have the kick like i feel feel like i can make some progress in the on a certain song then i spend time on it if not i i just practice playing guitar but i don't write yeah mhm so i guess uh for writing you know maybe you could split time between practicing writing and working on your world and writing the story itself yeah yeah cuz i think that's again what happens with me is i push each project like one inch and one inch and one inch and then like it doesn't go anywhere unless i know i have a deadline mm-hmm. like and i think that's where that's like where i can see the like some something like a creative sh- story sort of thing i often can convince myself to keep going because the the negative part of my mind would go well yeah who's going to publish this then you know it kind of <laughs> falls apart Oh. So I think like that's where I mean obviously nowadays you can just Kindle self publish and make a book and yeah. cover it's fine like but you know like I think that's the part where I need to see be able to see the end in mind for a project before I can actually keep it going. Set yourself. You, you so I'm just saying that if I write this book, you guys have to pay me money. As in like you need to see like it has to be <laughs> motivate me. commercially successful. I think that's the, the right, which is kind of messed up because I there's a lot of people that I really love whose work I really love that are not what you would define as commercially successful at all, and I know that successful writers don't count on that at all. Okay. So why do I count on that? But yeah, I know in the back of my head, I I have to make it count somehow by guaranteeing that people are going to read it. Like the, the like it should theoretically just satisfy myself, but in reality, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, how how do you like? Uh, is it wrong to want to write to be successful? You know, like, are you like mm-hmm. selling out already? No, it's yeah, not. I know. I haven't even. <laughs> it's not wrong no, like, to it, want it like to a, do is that. Is it a wrong motivation? Like, you know, like I'm not doing this for mm-hmm. the right reasons. You know, like. Sometimes when I when mm-hmm. I try to write, now I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to like write and sound clever for no reason other than just to show that I can do it. You know, mm-hmm. as opposed to like uh, really writing a story because you you really like the idea. You know. Hmm. Yeah. I feel you should write a story because you like the idea. I don't think anyone can write to be successful. Hmm. Yeah. Like you could set up a story to be the most successful in the world, but it, there's no guarantee mm-hmm. it's gonna be success, you know. Mm. So because there's no guarantee, you might as well just write what you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you already have a job as a writer, so that's writing for a living. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, to to aim to be like the next new Gaiman is the. Delu- Delusional, 
especially when you have nothing. What? No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you have nothing out there, <laughs> and you're not planning to I publish know. anything unless you have the perfect thing out, which that mm -hmm. you know that's impossible. Unless you're so. But yeah, that's how most people think, actually. <laughs> so like. Yeah, like no one wants to put bad stuff out there, right? Like when you want to, when you mm -hmm. to put something out there, like it has to be like well, in, for me, like, it has to be perfect. At least to me, like I need to feel like. Okay, sure. This I mean, you don't have to put it out there, but you have to at least do some writing. You're not gonna write like one and only one perfect novel, you know. Mm -hmm. But you do need to... But I think it's like finding... Oh, go on. Uh, like, no, you just need to keep writing and writing and writing until there's a piece you're happy with. But you're not even doing the writing part at the moment. You're just putting out outlines and that's that's not writing, you know? You, you need... Well, I would argue that is writing more than what I'm doing. But like, <laughs> well, I'm glad we're talking about it because I think I was stuck for a long time because I thought, like, I'm I don't work well when I don't get feedback from people about how to change it or whatever, mm -hmm. or like at least some acknowledgement that this thing exists. I have created it, so um, and I felt like oh, like no one wants to read it unless it's finished, and therefore I get stuck because it's like no feedback for too long. But now I'm like, okay, I just send it to you, and you guys can and I'll bug you every once in a while. Yeah, at sure. least there's some audience. And yeah. I, I feel it's even better to get feedback like uh, along with the writing process because when mm -hmm. we have like just like five chapters, it's easier to process than like, you know, one full novel mm -hmm. at one go. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because like we have this idea of like, the the invisible novelist who like writes and types up this whole stack and then gives the whole stack <laughs> to the reviewers. That's it's what, all done. But that's maybe that's not true movies. if they do work. Yeah. Yeah. Like even me. I'm telling you, know, you it's, it's I, all the Hank. <laughs> like even Animal Bus, like when I went back to mm -hmm. edit it after finishing the mm -hmm. draft, I was like, holy fuck, this is like so daunting, you know? It's what, fifty thousand mm -hmm. words or something. And it's wow. crazy, yeah. Like I think if I sat down and just edited it once a week, during the process mm -hmm. while I was writing it, that would have been mm -hmm. like way easier to do, to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I cool. I mean I'm not saying right. I have the answers because I'm not a accomplished writer or some novelist, but this is my opinion on like how this should go yeah mm-hmm mm -hmm. but yeah I, I always believe it's better to to uh do some work than nothing yeah mm -hmm. okay well i'll end this stream with uh <laughs> one of those tim ferris questions yeah sure <laughs> okay this one's actually a really hard one how has failure or apparent failure set you up for later success? Have I already asked this one? This sounds familiar. Do you have no. a favorite failure? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, what was an example of failure that, that actually turned out to be a good thing? I guess like, uh, flunking out ADP was a good thing. <laughs> but 
why can't not okay, I can't say that it's led to success, but it has at least led me to where I am today, which is not a bad place, I suppose. Like mm-hmm. it allowed me to write for a living. Yeah, I like writing, so mm-hmm. that's good, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, I remember that. <laughs> For me, I don't know. Uh, being like super unsuccessful with girls <laughs> when I was younger, <laughs> like oh. I, I I experienced loads of failure, you know, back then. And it wasn't until like my first girlfriend where I started understanding how to understand relationships. And uh, but before that, like all the failures, I guess set me up for for the success. <laughs> and it was because I was like failing that I was willing to, you know, uh, try stuff like game theory and uh, oh. basically resorting to advice from people about like you know improving confidence, uh, like. Mm-hmm. and all that stuff as well as yeah like mm. going out on dates with people uh you learn what not to do how to read people and whatnot human interaction basically yeah mm. i mean i'm not the most we already have charming person i know now but i think i'm adequate <laughs> we already have a, v- a viewer feedback about what you said Edmund said, don't lie, George. Lying is a sin. What am I lying about? <laughs> oh, thanks for tuning in, I guess in, what you Edmund. just said. <laughs> a, loyal, a loyal listener. Yeah, I think loyal Ed- viewer. <laughs> Edmund has tuned in for like every show. So thanks, man. Oh, <laughs> actually, this warms my heart. <laughs> Way more than, uh, than, yeah. you, than you realize. Um, gosh, I, I, was gonna, I have a much simpler failure. I was telling uh, my friend earlier today that um, I remember I went to a Chinese school when I was young, mm-hmm. and I completely failed because I did none of the homework. And and to be frank, I don't understand why I didn't do it. I think at some point I just couldn't catch up, and then I built up so many of the undone assignments that it was just like an entire book or something, yeah. especially over the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think uh, my parents decided. Uh, that okay well then we'll just put her in a white people's school where they don't give homework yeah <laughs> What's the solution? so that's how it's good english we got we got homework yeah. well, we got oh okay well was some australian international school that that didn't give any homework at all oh that's so, so good <laughs> yeah yeah it was so so sweet it was all about art and you know bullshit yeah. <laughs> um but yes but then i was thinking gosh there's an alternative timeline where i don't speak english at all yeah and this whole other person uh-huh. that lived on in the uh-huh. multiverse so yeah. yeah so i feel like that inadvertently my failure led to success but um yeah but that was the first one i thought of it's an early failure okay that's about being a school dropout yeah <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. What about you, Singip? Oh, wait, what do you want to did you? Clearly, yeah. I'm a very great listener. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so tired. Okay. All right. Um, 
I guess we have no questions from the viewers. Any questions? We'll wait like a <laughs> we minute. We have a few viewers today. Unless those are again you guys. No, it's me, you, Edmund, and probably two bots. Oh, uh, what are the bots for? No idea. We're just scanning for data. Yeah. <laughs> They're tracking oh, us. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. They're probably scraping our face and putting us into the database. Yeah, it's okay. Probably used for like some <laughs> advert for Zoom or something. Chat with your friends. Okay. Now. We're online. Though. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter, right? Uh, they can use whatever images they like. That's true. Yeah, I'm a local girl in your area. <laughs> Quality decline. Okay. Well, okay. I guess we're that's it for now. Thanks for getting us to do it again. Okay, we have a habit, so I think we should need to be consistent about climbing. Oh yeah, yeah. Climbing. One thing uh, I forgot I wanted to mention um, yeah. earlier when talking about. Uh, building habits so i i listened mm -hmm. to this on a podcast uh basically it said the easiest way to build a habit is to make something uh as easy as possible to do so like for example mm -hmm. they, they did uh research that like people were more likely to like keep going to gyms if it was like i don't know less than five miles away Compared to like people who went to gyms that were further away, and uh, mm -hmm. a whole I bunch must of be the, I must be the exception. A whole bunch of stuff, like <laughs> Basically, you like in order to form a good habit, you set up mm -hmm. conditions to make it as easy as possible to accomplish. So, mm -hmm. like, yeah, if you want to, uh, you know, write more as a habit, uh, find a way to make it easier for yourself and mm -hmm. so on like don't 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 make it as troublesome as possible to do so it's the same thing with uh breaking habits like if you make it difficult for example like if i want to quit smoking you know maybe i'll give my cigarettes to my mom and say i'll only give it to me like when i ask for it but uh keep them mm -hmm. locked up or something like that i don't know i mean but so if it's tedious, I don't want to wake her up for a cigarette, you know, then I, I will smoke less. Something like that. But like, yeah, I'll, mm -hmm. I'll link the podcast in the show notes. Uh, forgot what it was called already, but it was a really informative one about breaking and building good habits, uh, breaking bad habits and building good habits. Yeah. What does that have to do with our showtime? No, not the showtime. Uh, <laughs> okay. Back then, when you're talking about being disciplined, you know, not not being lazy and trying to okay. write more often. Yeah, you turn it into so a I good habit. I feel like habit. it would help me. Right, it would help me to make this podcast a better habit if we do it in consistent time, because then I would know to not be tired. Mm -hmm. So I was wondering, how about we set this to be? Um, 4 p.m. Saturday is that doable for you guys yeah. or is it yeah. like not doable once MCO lifts you're like what 4 p.m. on Saturday well I mean usually I'm <laughs> out no, on weekends no guarantee. yeah after MCO I'm not sure but I mean for now mm -hmm. while it's still going on sure I don't mind I'm okay okay you better hope that they extend it then we keep doing this I know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah well 
at this rate, it might just get extended again. So probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. My goal is to finish my short story by the MCO and the least. Okay. Yeah. Oh. At least, oh, at least the way I okay. can say I came out. Of, yeah. Came out of it with like something, you know. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yes, I love it. Yep. All right. Uh, thanks everyone for tuning in for another episode of evening. Yeah, show. thank you. We're in episode five already. You know? <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's like one like one month. <laughs> we one. did something five times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Have a good week, everyone. Take care. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye.